Aloha, I'm Felicia Miller-Johnson, and this is All Intuitive Conversation. Aloha, everyone. Welcome to All Intuitive Conversation. I'm Felicia Miller-Johnson, and I'm excited to be connecting with Linda Basso. So let's bring her to the stage. Aloha, Linda. Hi. <laughs> so good to be here. So glad you're here. Thank you so much for being willing to have this conversation with me. So where are you calling from? So or calling from, zooming in from, dialing in. <laughs> uh, I wish I was somewhere tropical, but I'm uh, I'm in Sonoma County, which is about an hour north of San Francisco. Oh, okay, San Francisco. So is that home? Yeah. I mean, like where I came from? Yeah, like born. Oh raised. no, I am from the Midwest. So I'm from Michigan. Um, I grew I grew up and stayed there. I went to college there at Michigan State, and. Um, and then I moved to San Francisco as soon as I got out of college. My um, uh, my roommate at the time got a job with Apple, and mm. so they like paid for her move. And you know she was like recruited where I was an artist, so nobody was recruiting me. <laughs> like, um, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll throw my stuff in your pile and I'll go to California with you. Like that sounds amazing. And uh, yeah, so I've been here ever since. Ever since. Okay, so now I am intrigued for sure. Art. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so I uh, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts, right? <laughs> so, uh -huh. um, yeah, that's what I went to school for um, as a graphic designer. So oftentimes graphic design, I guess, can be like in the communications department or marketing or something like that. But in my school, it was um, it was kind of a businessy way that you could be involved with art, um, which at the time for me was like a, like a godsend or, you know, saving my bacon kind of thing because I had no idea what I wanted to be and I was I, I just knew I liked art classes but I was also from the Midwest where there's a lot of like um limiting beliefs about what you can and can't do in life right and um mm. it was pretty much like artists you know the whole starving artist thing so even though art was like the only thing that I loved doing I also believed or or had this knowing that you know or was told that I, I could never make a living at it so, um, so it was awesome that one day I was like, well, you know, walking through the art department and, mm -hmm. um, and I saw this uh, show of, uh, graphic designers, you know, and they had these like logos and signs mm -hmm. outside of businesses. And I was like, oh, dad will, dad will approve. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a legit career, right. I could be a graphic designer, but it was in the fine arts department. So I still got to, you know, take the photography classes and the sculpture classes and do all my artistic stuff. Um, but with like, there was like an element that had a businessy side to it. So everybody thought, okay, she can make a living. And and I have, I've, I've, I've worked in my industry for, I don't know, like 23 years now. Mm, okay. So what I'm already hearing about you is that you had this desire and you would, for you to go to school, even though the limiting belief, like it was strong enough for you to go ahead and get that degree and kind of, you know, finish that because a lot of people don't and they don't, or they don't even enter that mm. at all. So it's kind of like, you were already finding that solution in order to like, okay, how can I still get what I want? And then still, you know, yes. dad and mom and, and everything can still feel comfortable enough to support me. And I'm not hearing it every day. Like I'm not paying for something that's not going to get you a job or whatever kind of vibe. So what is it that you do today? 
I coach small business owners in how to grow their business in a way that fits them. So how to keep that vein of authenticity, right? Like how to be themselves and not sell out, um, but be practical enough that they're earning money, that it's a sustainable business, you know, that it fits the lifestyle they have with their kids, family, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. Cause in my industry, a lot of, a lot of the advice is to do stuff that, you know, you don't want to do, or makes you feel terrible or slimy, spammy, you know, mm. aggressive. And um, so people try to do that. It doesn't fit them. Then they don't succeed at it. And then they blame themselves or think it must be their fault that their business isn't growing. Mm-hmm. So what was your experience in having that formula versus the typical way? Maybe other people doing that. Like what got you to that point to say, this is the way I want to coach people to run their business. Well, so the first 18 years, you know, like when I made that decision in college, like, oh, a businessy way of being in art, like score, I did it. Like five minutes later, I was like, oh my God, I just signed a pack with the devil. Like I uh, marketing, marketing's terrible. It's gonna <laughs> this is the worst industry I could ever choose. Like I'm such a sellout. Like I'm an artist and instead I'm gonna be in marketing, you know. Yeah. Um, so for the first 18 years, I did what I thought I, I was supposed to do, thought I had to do, right? Go hustle up business, worked for big companies, did branding for like Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants and Disney and John, you know, I worked for all these studios. And so I still, like you said, I kept it my version of that, right? Like I was a freelancer, mm-hmm. I owned my own firm, I didn't, I wasn't an employee, um, but I was helping all these big companies and I didn't believe that that was actually going to help the world in any significant way. Mm. So on the side, I was, you know, becoming a yoga teacher and going to prayer circles and doing all the work, right? But I would walk into a meeting at Kimpton and be like, okay, let's sit down and get to business. You know, I wouldn't be like, hey, everybody, let's (laughs) ground for a second, shall we? Breathe in. Right. Breathe in. This meeting's going to be a lot better if everyone just like uncross their legs and get grounded. (laughs) Okay. Yes, for sure. Okay. So. So you said 18 years ago, like I said, you, you were doing it for 18 years. I did it for 18 years until I just couldn't anymore. Like I was making incremental changes. Like, okay, I'll only work for companies that I think are doing, you know, like Kimpton was, was a really like a, a, treated their employees really well. And I always mm-hmm. believed that people gathering to share food was like a, you know, human uh, centered connective thing. So I, yes. like, I can keep them as a client. I can, you know, I didn't keep Disney. I didn't, you know, um, cause it's too c- commercial. Like I had to, I get started to get selective about my clients. I made sure we only used, you know, green, uh, environmental practices in the, you know, so it made it better, but it was never good enough. And, um, mm-hmm. actually I saw hotel Rwanda it, it, and that was like a pivotal, like I had done enough healing and growth work in my life that when that movie hit me, I was like, I am wasting my life. And there's real shit happening out there. Like people, we need to do what we need to do whatever we're called here to do. Yes. Because um, there, there's you know real struggles in the world, and 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 somebody having like a better logo at Disneyland isn't it. So that was when I just said, okay, I'm you know I'm willing to do uh, to be of service in whatever way that that I'm here to do that. And that started a pivot. My son was quite young at that time. That's mm-hmm. the pivot that culminated um, when I had my next child, my daughter, eight years mm-hmm. later. And um, when when I when she was born, it was like this is it. I, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't make one more logo for one more big company. I'm I'm I'm, I'm this isn't the world I want to build for my children. And mm-hmm. um, and so I quit and I started coaching. Wow. Okay. So tell me about that moment, like when you 
went to go watch Hotel Rwanda. And like, was it, was it, yeah, well, was it you consciously decided I'm going to go watch this movie or was somebody else watching it? Like, how did you get I mean, in front of that movie? I think it was just real. I, I always try to watch independent films or films that like okay. were of, of substance. And I think that was probably, you know, playing at, mm -hmm. at that time in Berkeley where I was living. And I saw it and I just, I saw it by myself. For some mm. reason, my son, I co-parented him at the time. So when you had a night off, it was like, mama's going out, right? Like, and if nobody's mm -hmm. available to go with me, I'm going anyway. <laughs> yes. Just remember, like, really realizing, you know, that the, there's a global perspective happening here. And it's like, I had just been so stuck in my small world. Like, do I, am I happy with this work? You know, are, am I, it was just all about me. And I just realized, wow, there is. There's like real situations happening in the world and, and I need to be living and acting in a way that's contributing, not detracting, mm -hmm. not, not helping one more corporation. Mm. Okay. So yeah, the, having the whole moment going to movies by yourself. And I'm here to tell you people, if you go to your movies by yourself is enlightening because Linda just explain that but I remember going to a movie by myself one time and it was just like oh like I said you're not having to entertain you think you're in a movie and it's quiet but you're still engaging with someone that's next to you but um clearly that was a turning point and a sign for you to be like okay this is what you needed to hear at that moment in order to go to this this next phase of, in order of, to get of out of my fears right like to get out of my own like to just to build that altar and call and make the request to the universe to start guiding me in a different direction. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what was your journey like on that spiritual map? Cause like I said, cause you're doing this business and you're doing the corporal things and especially right here on LinkedIn. Um, I like to say like for myself, you know, you're hiding in plain sight mm -hmm. that they would not even know that, like you said, you might be doing these practices or yogas or having this altar of crystals and all that kind of stuff. So how did you start going down that spiritual path? Uh, well, I, I think it always finds you in some way, right? Like, so I was <laughs> living in Berkeley <laughs> and uh, uh -huh. I literally moved across the street from an ashram. And uh, so if you ever read Eat, Pray, Love, I have the same guru, you know, that she does. So that the, the ashram that she went to in India is a sister ashram. It's the same group of yoga yogis. And mm -hmm. uh, so I moved across the street from an ashram and, you know, life was like kind of rough. My, my co-parent and I had split up. So I was now single parenting or co-parenting, whatever you do when you're alone and, you know, you have a kid between you. And I was, mm -hmm. I just kind of crashed and, and, um, so I started going to the ashram and chanting just like she did in the book. And that stuff is, I don't know how it works. I just know that if I, you know, dragged my happy, unhappy self over there at 6 a.m. and started trying to do these Sanskrit chants, mm -hmm. that, um, that stuff started to unwind for me. That stuff started to, um, I started to really, you know, be faced with my real issues and the, all the trauma that had happened in my childhood and, um, you know, I had done like the artist way, I think earlier a few mm -hmm. years before that. So it wasn't like I was, you know, I, I had a little taste of self-growth, but when I moved mm -hmm. across the street from that ashram, that's when the self-growth sort of unfurled in huge ways. And through them, I, I was trained as a yoga teacher and, you know, the idea is that you're um, preparing your body to, to, to be in its highest vibration when you do yoga. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I thought, okay, I'll be, I'll be a yoga teacher. That's my path. That's, that's how I'll help people. Okay. It's not this. I might enjoy it personally, but not as a career per se. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So then there, you know, and then there's all kinds of like healing circles in Berkeley. So then I was like open to whatever, like, oh, cool. You know, you meditate for four days here. Okay, let's try it. You know, or like, oh, we should only eat vegan food. Okay, let's eat. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it was like an explore and like whatever came, you know, came around me. If, if I had a response to it, I would check it out. So I read lots of books and went to different, mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot of body centered somatic practices at that time because I was mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of trauma. I think um, a lot of people who are here to make the contribution come through their early life with a fair amount of trauma, uh, maybe mm-hmm. to learn lessons or, you know, develop certain strengths. And so I did a lot of practices that help unload a lot of that trauma, including therapy. Like, you know, so I did everything mm-hmm. from like the woo to the more mainstream. Mm-hmm. What I'm, I'm loving is that I'm hearing, like you said, you were open to all of those mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of times people are not, you know, mm-hmm. but you were put in a place where that was freely available to you to partake partake of that. And so I love that. So that's how it kind of ascended to your process. So I'm curious as to, as we were talking about before, you know, other business weren't doing it. Is that a practice or information that you share with your clients? It is. I've gone even a little bit more woo. I mean, I don't ask them to go to an ashram or a chant in Sanskrit. Right. But um, I came across a typing system called Human Design. And um, this was right when I first started coaching. So about eight, nine years ago now. And I was trained in it by my coach. And it's just a typing system, kind of like the Enneagram or Strengths Finders or, or, or any of those. And it helps you understand how to make good decisions and how to interact best with other people. And if you're talking about being a solopreneur, small business owner, those are two really crucial skill sets that you have to have, right? You have to make good mm-hmm. decisions that actually get you the results that you hope for. And you have to yes. know the best way to sort of engage with other folks. And this system tells you that in like two seconds, like I can just look at your chart and go, oh, okay, here, here's the pathway we need to be on for you. And so it lets me give very customized advice to my clients. Like you'll never yes. find, you know, there's one way to do your marketing and one way to run your business. <laughs> and I have right. <laughs> Right. I had the one single way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't say that now. I'm like, let me look at who you are at a core level. Like, let's know you at, at a core level. And then we're going to decide what fits for you. Because, um, you know, the best marketing in the world is the marketing that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you won't do it if it doesn't fit. Hmm. Okay. So um, it's interesting because I started doing the energy um, based off of your voice aligning with that. And so it was the theme of <clears throat> enlighten, and it was talking about the trigger statement was that I am alone. But the true statement is I am one with all that is. And so that connected with me with the story about how we were just talking about with the movie. Like there are people that will not go do something by themselves, right? Like they're feeling like I am all alone, but that is not a a bad thing. It's where like for you. It was an enlightening moment that you had while you were, you know, alone, but you really weren't alone because you had the divine and spirit saying, okay, I need for you to sit right here. I need for you to get this message because mm-hmm. that's going to connect you to this path and to this next mm-hmm. path and the next path. Mm-hmm. So as you are connecting with your, your clients and helping them, how do you know someone is the client for you? Like, 
Um, well, well, usually we have like a certain kind of resonance or fit, right? You know, so yeah, I always do a, a you know call to like figure out is this a good fit for both of us? Because um, we're mm -hmm. gonna spend, do we spend anywhere from three three months to two or three. You know, I have a client that I've been working with every week for three years, so we're gonna spend a lot of time together, and it's really important that that the way we communicate and and work with each other is authentic and genuine, right? Uh huh. Um, so we just have a conversation about your your goals and your hopes and maybe what's been holding you what you think's been holding you back and then of course i'm going to give you know from my my perspective what i think on a professional level is holding you back and um and if i think i can fix that and, and i think you and i have a good resonance then i'm going to offer to work with you right yeah um so you're definitely on your path and doing it the way that you're supposed to because the next card that had came out while you were talking, the theme is connection. The mm -hmm. trigger is talking about is too much, but it says I'm grounded in my body. But the statement was you use your empathic abilities to connect with others, discern the information you receive and do not take on what is not your own. Mm -hmm. So as you were talking, it was like literally saying we're going to have this conversation and you were talking about this energy and we're going to see is this really a fit for us to be able to connect. And basically you're saying if I'm not the coach that will serve you well, then, you know, maybe there's another coach for you, but yes, you're definitely doing the whole um, connection thing. So it's like, uh-huh, she's right in alignment um, with that. Um, and so then it varies. What I heard you also was talking about, you've been with somebody for three years or, or, or short or whatever the case may be. How do you kind of know when your, your work is done when you're with your client? Mm -hmm. Well, some of them, you know, reach up, like they, they only came in wanting certain something, right? Like they just wanted to upgrade their website or they just wanted to, you know, work on their messaging, for example. Um, mm -hmm. So, so those folks, but you know, honestly, it's, it's not usually physical stuff. It's usually mm. one of two things. I've, I've helped a number of people actually decide to like, completely pivot and go in a different direction. So I remember one person I was working with, we had been working together for about six months and he thought he wanted to start this foundation and he had inherited people inherit a lot of conditioning and a lot of limiting beliefs on their journey. Yes. And so a lot of times they're where they're aimed, like you're saying, you know, is that correct for them or not? And during our work, I'll keep hearing limiting beliefs or limiting statements. And I'll be like, you know, I've got to, I got to flag this for you. Like, are you hearing yourself say this? Once they have that awareness, like, Oh my goodness, I've only been doing this to like say, please my family who has this high expectation on me or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever limiting thing they picked up. Sometimes they're like, oh yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. Bye. You know, come <laughs> 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 down. You know, like that was that was the big aha they needed to have. And then they really shift their life and they shift it and go do something else. Like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Yes, it falls right in line with I talk about talk wisely in a sense. So it's like, what are the things that you're saying? Is that really your words or some, like you said, programming that you got from someone else that says that you, you know, have to have to do that? And so what I love is that it sounds like you probably don't take that personally. It's literally yeah. like how you were to serve them. And it's like, I would rather for you to know that, go forth and they'll go do the path that you're supposed to do versus staying here and thinking like, oh my gosh, you have to stay my client. You know, I've, you know, turned you away or something like that. Um, yeah, of course I, I get scared. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's not that I take that personally or their journey. Of course, mm -hmm. I only want what's good for them. And, and I'm human. So I'm going to have my own moments of like, oh, like you away. I've got to, you know, 
Yeah, but that's mine. And I know that's mine, right? So I'm not going to put that on them. I'm going to say, I just do some honest soul searching. Like, is there something else I can do with this person? Or can I be of help? And if I can be, I will, I will say, okay, we've pivoted. Here's how I could serve you. But if I can't be like, you're going to go do something else. I just, you know, bless you and wish you well. And I know I have to trust and, and, and just deal with my own stuff then about, Hey, the, the client pipeline, you know, that that's, that's always open to me. Like you said, I'm not alone. The mm-hmm. wants the best for me. So of course I'm going to just put in the next best client. Like a lot of times if you're clutching something too tightly, you're not going to get those new things you're hoping for. And exactly. That's exactly. what I preach, right? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, practice what we preach. And right. that's one of the things that what I'm hearing in loving is that you are it mean, like, yeah, I'm still human. You start thinking like, oh my gosh, this client's going, where's that income going to come? But then it's like, you come back center. Like, what's supposed to work for me? Work for me. As I say, all is well. Everything is working out perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, one of those things sometimes when you were, like for me, when we were talking like with clients, especially if you like you deal with a corporation or something like that, and they're going through this personal development. And then they realize, like you say, you know, this is not where, you know, the job wants to be or set. You know, at first you may think like, oh my gosh, they're going to be upset. But it's like, if anything, that is just not going to open them. They're going to be free to where where they need to go and develop. And then maybe that's going to open the door for that next person that's like ideal, perfect for that job or that position, you know? So like how you were saying earlier about, you know, like Disney or the other corporations just doing the logos kind of thing. Like you were doing that. But you just felt called to do something else. So when you left, it's not that that's a, as you say, what's good, what's bad, but rather, this hopefully someone came in like, oh, this was the dream job. This is the opportunity. I le-. like you see what I'm saying. Yeah, but if yeah. you had been there, disgruntled, like, like it would, you know, it wouldn't have been the magic that was necessary there because that's not where you felt called to serve, you know, anymore. So it definitely kind of comes down to how do we view it, you know, in that situation of. Is this serving me, not serving me? And it's okay if I transition to, you know, something else, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I have to work with clients on that all the time that, that you actually, mm-hmm. that's inner permission, right? Like you have the permission to be that sovereign, to be that like, yep, I'm going to have all my feelings. I'm going to do all these things, but I have a practice, right? We never, we never, that's what we call it a yoga practice. You never actually do yoga. You never actually meditate. You just practice doing it. And, and I think people can look at people who are successful and think, well, they figured something out and now they just have it. It's like, no, no, no. We just practice. We just keep practicing being human, going back to center, going back to trust. Like, and we just, you know, we might, I mean, if you're a successful person, you actually just might do that like 17 times a day instead of once a month, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be in that practice of, of reframing taking a look at things in a new way and believing that we're, you know, moving in our highest and best direction. And we're just going to mm-hmm. keep working that practice over and over and keep reframing every, every little bit that we have to reframe in order to be in that higher positive energy. That that's the work we have to do. Yes. Okay. So speaking of the work that we have to do, so uh, being called to ask you this. So <laughs> What is, and you, and you probably have not done this anywhere else, but I'm like, okay, that's what you want me to ask her. Um, could you lead us in some type of meditation, yoga activity Sure. for a couple minutes right now? Yeah. Is there any yeah. um, outcome that you're hoping for, like to get more relaxed or to call in inspiration? Or... Yeah. 
your client that's going to come across this video and, and is going to see this and being able to have the comfort to be able to kind of reach out to you in this in this moment is what I'm being led to call to ask that they need to see you practice and see you actually do this. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> well, try, look. Try the struggle, or we know that <laughs> I'm we are doing. Okay, we're doing. Yeah, try and try. So, uncross anything that's crossed. If you can put your feet flat on the ground, that's helpful. Mm. If not, just become really, you know, close your eyes if that feels safe. If not, have a, a softly lowered gaze. Yeah. Let everything about your face, head, and neck be soft. And really feel what's um, underneath your legs, what's behind your back, what's under your feet. And really feel how supported you are in this moment. That there's nothing that you need to do to have this support. There's there's no no you know sense of worth or or being good enough that has to be in place for this chair, the seat to to hold you in, in space on this planet that's you know spinning through the through the air. There's no efforting needed on your part for any of this to happen. You're being held every second and every moment of every day. And when you can relax into this and let go of all that striving, all of the ideas that it's all on you or that it has to come from your own efforts, mm -hmm. things can flow more easily. So letting all of that drop down through your body, through your legs, through the bottom of your feet, down into the earth, and knowing that the earth can handle all of those negative or less than positive feelings and that the earth itself is here to provide this support for you and is perfectly made, perfectly engineered to do all these intricate things that hold you up in time and space. And from this more relaxed space, um, I want you to open across the top of your head to any inspiration or any ideas that want to be expressed by you. A new direction maybe for your business or a client that you really feel called to serve or a direction that you know you need to head but have been maybe avoiding or putting off. And the first idea that comes to mind is probably correct. Don't overthink it. Allow it. Receive it and let it come in through the top of your head and work its way, blanketing your body, your face, your neck, your head, your shoulders, into your heart, into your torso, and know that you have the courage to act on this idea, that it's the right time to act on this idea, and that you have all the practical, logistical, and financial support that you need from this physical world with no, no major pushing on your part, no selling out on your part, that you are worthy, mm. that you are good enough, that all is well. You can wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, come back into this present space. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Yes, Linda. Beautiful. Okay, so what is it? Okay. Ah. So uh, I was called for the, the crystal deck. And the crystal is Unikite. Live in the now. Awesome. 
like living right now for those that are just had that meditation living for right now in this moment. So I am interested to see what other guidance because I was saying for this for you as well. So interestingly enough, it is the very last crystal in this book. And it literally says, there is no time like the present. The past is done and the future hasn't happened yet. So ground yourself in the here and the now. That is why you had to have that meditation to help the people to ground themselves right here and now. With our busy lives and busy minds, this can be hard to do. But being mindful and in the moment allows you to make the most out of every aspect of your life. Allow yourself the opportunity to really connect with those around you and fully invest yourself in everything you do. Try to avoid distractions or letting your mind wander, especially about matters you have no control over. Immense yourself in each experience. Put your heart and soul in every action and bring a sense of gratitude to where you are in life. Here and now is where you will find true contentment thank you which absolutely which aligns with what you were talking about being enlightened and then the whole connection and the grounding right here right now and it just showed to prove that it can be done at any time yeah and it takes like a minute right right, exactly busy people that's the whole you mentioned overthinking and like that is the that's that's in no one's design right there's no human design makeup mm-hmm. or chart that I look at that I'm like, oh, you should spend a lot of time in your head. No, none of us should. Like that is the the, the opposite of where our power is. So if you can just stop with the thinking and like you said, drop into the moment and and, and just be here, you have the, the most power, the most chance, the most receptivity, like you have everything you need. Right here, right now. <laughs> and you're not alone. It's not too much. Like is right here live in the now so beautiful and there it is thank you so much linda for coming and connecting uh, with me today and thank you for those that have engaged with us live and are engaging with the replay this video is meeting you right where you are right here right now when you're able to receive until we come back next week thank you for being engaged to all intuitive conversations Thank you.